Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> interesting <laughs> as in like not good. Yeah, I didn't know you could <laughs> whitewash midstream. Yeah. They made it happen. Good job, Disney. Also, the grandma reading the newspaper on the bench kind of looks like that pup album cover, except she's not on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like Disney? Do you like movies? Do you like friends who watch these movies? Disney Channel, Tipsy Paddle, Disney Channel, Tipsy Paddle, Disney Channel, Tipsy Paddle, Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Disney Channel Tipsy Panel, the podcast where we watch and review all the DCOMs from A to Xenon. My name is Brandon Lamuto. I'm your host. Oh, my God. You look so happy to be here. Uh, we have a great guest today. He's very happy to be here. Uh, but I got to go in order because that's what I do. And otherwise, I forget everything. So I have so many friends here. We have our sound manager, Mr. Ryan Metz. Hi. <laughs> we have our mixologist, Mr. James Latiri. Hi. And our guest today is somebody that we've been dying to have on the show for a very long time. He is a friend of the show, longtime listener, first time voicer. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the biggest and best friend of the show. Absolutely. We're very happy to have him. Please welcome Mr. Anthony Landy. Hey, guys. What's up? Hey, hey Anthony. Anthony. I'm really excited to have you here. <laughs> you should have introduced him first, dude. I know. I know. It was very exciting. You mentioned him before you even mentioned yourself. I know. I know. But that's okay. <laughs> Always got to introduce yourself first. It's fine. That's the, otherwise I forget who I am. It's the PEMDAS of this podcast. Y yeah, exactly. Yeah. I have to. I have to just follow the order of operation. Yeah. Hi, Anthony. Hi, Ryan. How are you? Oh, I'm so good. I'm so glad to have you here. Yeah, I'm happy to be here too. I'm very sweaty and shirtless <laughs> in Ryan's yeah. back room. It's really actually such a pleasure to be here. I really miss Queens a lot, so it's good to see everyone. He came in from Philadelphia. I did. I just got off the train, so it's really nice to be here. The city of angels. With all my friends. Yep. This Little is city Anthony's, by the bay, they call mm -hmm. it. This is Anthony's birthday episode. Yeah, his birthday is in less than like three hours. That's right. It's my Cobain year, 27. Happy birthday, Dad. Thanks, yeah. guys. Let's hope you don't put out any really successful music. No, then that's no. it. That would be the worst <laughs> possible scenario. And we're we're recording now, guys. I had a false start. We introduced the show <laughs> and everything, and I wasn't recording. That's okay. First okay. time that's ever happened. No, we still love don't what worry you do. About it. <laughs> so, Anthony, did you ever watch DComs as a kid? Disney Channel original movies? So I don't think so. I think I saw like half of Halloween Town and like snatches of high school musical effects. Sure. That um, makes sense. But like I hadn't seen one from start to finish until like three days ago. Well that's very exciting. Yeah. And which one did you watch, Anthony? We watched Wendy Woo Homecoming Warrior. Wendy Woo Homecoming Warrior. Wendy Boo. <laughs> <laughs> it's a two thousand six Disney Channel original movie. It is the first one that Brenda Song really stars in. Like she plays the uh, you know, the 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 smarter or sassy sidekick in a few of them, like Get a Clue and the Ultimate Christmas Present. Yep. But this is the, her first time leading the show. She's the most popular girl in school. The That's most her role. popular girl yeah. in school. Yeah, and the um, perfect boyfriend. And all she wants is to be homecoming queen. But guess what? No, she's not a mermaid. No, she's not a leprechaun. She's a destined Chinese warrior uh, fated to end the evil that will destroy the world every 90 years. Was she typecast in this? <laughs> I, th I think she... Yeah. I think that if I remember correctly, and I, I, I feel like this was promoted as like, she's doing a cultural piece. <laughs> This movie's racist, wow. but before we <laughs> oh, get into is. that, mm -hmm. we're called the Tipsy Panel because we drink. Brandon, you, you always do this, too. We, we didn't talk about the drink yet at all. Uh, we're well, talking about the movie already. I was getting there. We got really excited. I believe oh, okay. ye of I believe little him. faith. 
Yes, we're called the Tipsy Panel for a reason. We drink alcohol. James is our mixologist. He made an incredible drink. I've already drank a bunch of it. Maybe that's why I need to be pushed along by Ryan. Possible. But James, tell us about the drink. All right. So this drink, I wanted to pay homage. That's right. Homage to uh, Wendy Wu's ancestry. And so I used a spirit that I've never even heard of before. Uh, it's called Baiju. And from what I read, it's the most popular spirit in the world. And in this brand, world? yeah, in the world, like the most drank spirit in the world. Damn. And this brand is called Mao Tai Prince. Uh, and shout out to Astor Place Liquors because they were the only place that had it. Like, it was hard to find, but I got it. And uh, it also is really hard to mix with shit. It's very so strong. It's extremely strong. Yeah, it's like a licorice vanilla extract. It's rough. Um, <laughs> so to, to tone it down, I just mixed it with tequila. And um, naturally, yeah. naturally, yeah, the, <laughs> that neutral spirit that everyone loves <laughs> and makes nobody throw up. Uh, so it's one part. It's one ounce of this baiju. Uh, it's two ounces of tequila, uh, two ounces of orange juice, an ounce of lime juice, ounce of pineapple juice, ginger beer in there. Uh, mm. And then I topped it with Prosecco. I had no idea how this was going to turn out. And I'm actually really pleasantly surprised. It turned out great. Yeah. Did amazing. Mm -hmm. This Thank is you. this is maybe my favorite one. I'm, I, I need another, please. I finished. <laughs> I finished you it. You got already. it, Dad. This is the best one you've ever made. If there are any of you out there that would like to make this drink after listening to this episode, you can. We will have the recipe posted on our Instagram at Disney Channel Tipsy Panel. As long as you find Baiju. Mm -hmm. Baiju. I'm kidding, James. It's disgusting. <laughs> it's no, I'm joking. It's always delicious. You never know which way Ryan's gonna go. My shtick is over. Should we get into this movie? Let's get into Wendy Wu, Homecoming Warrior. We pretty much already explained the plot. She's destined to be a Chinese warrior, but she really wants to be Homecoming Queen. Um, and the movie starts with um, that guy, Shen, uh, doing some crazy kung fu in his, uh, in his Buddhist monk outfit. Sure, um, And the movie does a bad job of framing him as a Buddhist monk because it, they're supposed to be peaceful, right? And then, you know, in the middle of this fight, he just throws like a knife at one of the elders to like knock his teacup out of his hand that's aggression yeah he just like smirks and there's like no reason for it at all like how am i supposed to sympathize with this guy he's supposed to be like you know the love interest and bad hair. cousin and he has the hair bad cousin <laughs> yeah yeah they... a white stripes relationship yeah oh yeah. definitely yes <laughs> he the, he says he has special permission to grow out his hair and everyone goes, dude, don't have a ponytail. And he's like, no, I'm a, I'm a monk. He's so bad at hiding that he's a monk. <laughs> and <laughs> so, so anyway, this monk is the guy who is supposed to protect and sacrifice himself for the Chinese warrior to beat this evil. The evil has a name. I don't remember the name. Uh, big Same. green scary monster thing. That's, that's pretty much all it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's his destiny. But they're both Yan like, Lo. you know, Yan Mo. Yan Lo. Yan Lo. Okay. Yan Lo is the uh, the the evil thing that's it supposed like, to destroy the world. It looked like Olmec from it uh, did. from Legends of the Hidden Temple. Let's rock. Yeah. Oh, what a show. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, and then um but they're like, you know, they're 16 years old. They're the they're the warriors. Now, what I'm wondering is, you know, this happens every 90 years, right? What if one year they're like 2 years old? <laughs> Like it's the yeah. same. It's like they just pick the people. Like the Dalai babies. Lama. Like yeah. When yeah. they find the new Dalai Lama, it's always like an infant. So it's the yeah. same way. These two babies got to fight unspeakable evil. The world's fucked. But I guess it just worked out. This is the DCTP extended universe. Of course, it worked out. <laughs> I love the DCTP EU. <laughs> <laughs> it's a working acronym. We're we'll... gonna have a uh, Brexit from it soon. <laughs> yeah, we have to leave. 
Uh, so then this monk goes to America to, what is it, Fair Springs, California? Yes. A place that doesn't exist. No. Uh, but where do they film it? Do oh, we they, know? Toronto. Mm-hmm. No, you would think that, Vancouver. but... Vancouver? New Zealand. Oh. What? They filmed like this whole movie in Auckland. Really? Why? Yeah. Why? I have no idea. On the back of that Lord of the Rings I know, right? kick. Because it was there. Pro- like, it you know what? I bet scenery or anything because it's all like CGI. I so, know like, why. And they're trying to make Ooh. it look like California. But I bet that you know New Zealand wanted more film productions because I assume the Lord of the Rings trilogy kind of spurred that area's economy. Now and you know this movie allegedly was shot on a budget of six million dollars, which is not much at all. Uh. But most of these actors, any of the main actors, are American, so they had to fly them out there and put them up. Obviously, yeah. So that doesn't come cheap. That now explains some of the. Like the weird cars in mm-hmm. this movie. Like, there's a lot of like VW bugs. Yeah. And like, she drives a Mustang. Like, the, right, the girl a that drives Mustang. Like a, yeah, it's like an old powder blue yeah. Mustang. <laughs> it's weird. But now that makes sense. Yeah, there you go. That's why. Uh, but they're in California, <laughs> and the monk shows up to um, shows up to their house unannounced, just to be like, "You are the chosen warrior." But instead, what he says is, "Oh, you look so different." <laughs> Well, my favorite part creepy. is when he pulls up and he has a scroll of like a nondescript modern California home <laughs> as if this was like foretold thousands of years ago. Like yes. this style of architecture would be everywhere in <laughs> California. It's totally ridiculous. And then also he has, when he's in China, he has a scroll that's like an exact drawing of Wendy Wu. Mm-hmm. And then when he shows her, it's like, uh, someone at a boardwalk did it. Like it's, <laughs> it's the worst draw. It's just poorly shaded. So um, then, after so after he tries to say that he's you know going to save her from all the evil, she's like, "I'm not interested." Bye. Um, but he slips in the house. Yeah, at lightning speed. Yeah, and which she, is never mentioned again. <laughs> he also ch- he chases a car when he lands on the plane. Oh yeah, yeah. He chases a car on bare like on foot. He also rides on top of a car, like yeah. just like meditates and just is like mm-hmm. going down the highway like at sixty miles an hour. But yeah. he can't chase the car again. No, he can't chase that powder blue Mustang. Instead, he has to steal a child's scooter. Yep, <laughs> that but was still, bullshit. If he could keep up on a scooter, that's very impressive. Yeah, he's a talented monk. Mm-hmm. He's problematic, I think. I the whole movie is problematic. Yeah. So okay, so I, as I understood it at the time, this movie was meant to be, you know kind of a breakthrough for Asian culture because I, I don't think there was there was a decom before this that really focused on Asian culture. And in general, Hollywood doesn't focus on Asian culture at all. But, you know, Wendy Wu, Homecoming Warrior, Brenda Song has the starring role and it heavily features Chinese culture. But throughout the whole time, it's through the lens of like Chinese culture is weird and foreign and we don't like it. Yeah. Like there's only like the family... The Chinese family really has to come around to embracing the Chinese culture, uh-huh. let alone everyone else who's yeah. just like, your cousin's weird. We yeah. don't like him. Her family is initially disdainful. Like, their grandma lives with them, her mom's mom, and the dad is like, maybe you could watch TV in English so we could all enjoy it. <laughs> like, yeah. he's just like really, and then like they, they eat mooncakes, and he's like, I'll be back. And he like <laughs> leaves the dinner table. Because they're eating mooncakes. Yeah. He talks about specifically how he shunned the culture, you know, the Chinese culture. Yeah. Did you guys hear how they referenced their level of connection to culture in the beginning of the movie? When the father goes, yeah, everybody Wang Chung tonight is the most cultural that we got. Oh, yep. wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Great joke. No child will, who's watching this movie will understand it, but we're all about Wayne Chung here. 
Well, what I didn't get is like his wife is a curator for a museum and she's like focusing on like Chinese art and architecture and he doesn't know what the terracotta warriors are. Yeah, yeah she he's doesn't like know a man in his 40s. She says she, like, I'm her I'm, profession. Yeah, she's yeah. like, I'm putting this stuff in an exhibit and I don't know what any of it means. How'd she get that job? Great question. Profiling. There was a lot of that in this movie. Oh, yeah. Do you have other examples? I don't know. I was looking through my notes, but I wrote over old notes, so they're hard to read. <laughs> and I you finished pay, a book. I didn't pay that close attention to the movie. I can't really blame you. I usually um, like to watch these on one and a half speed, but <laughs> the option wasn't available this time. Oh, well, next time. Well, I think we're getting ahead of ourselves. Let's talk about the beginning of her powers. Like when she's at the at the lunch table and like all her friends are wearing like this great clothing with like <laughs> almost like corduroy cabbie hats, but like really blown <laughs> out and like from Burlington Co. Factory. Um, she <laughs> the popular girl is giving out cookies and Wendy just like whips a tube of lipstick like with deadly accuracy and breaks yeah. her brother's cookie just like half. the monk did i didn't make that connection till now oh, oh shit I didn't either, oh actually. yeah wow jeez that might be the only good piece of like directing and editing they did <laughs> yeah so that was the first instance that she really experienced her powers i guess and then yeah. didn't she do it again immediately she did a couple other things she played soccer and yeah. she mm. caved in a girl's breastplate she did by yeah. kicking a soccer ball directly at her really injured her core yeah yeah right on the xiphoid process <laughs> <laughs> i got a question um this movie heavily features running for for homecoming queen is that a thing people ever did I went to an all-boys high school. I have no perspective on this. I don't think it happened at our high school, but I think no. it was a thing that happened in other schools. I think they probably just eliminated it at, at our school because it was a popularity contest, a blatant popularity contest. Yeah. I feel like that was a, that's a thing that happens. Probably. This is a room of people who all went to middle school together, for all you listeners out there, you we've, deep heads, you deep RVC heads. We've known each other for over 15 well you guys all have james and i played trombone together in sixth grade anthony and i were in the same religion class ryan and i were in the same bands briefly (laughs) yep this all just bounced around there you go that's our history back to uh what's this movie again who's the wendy wendy woo who's the main character wendy wendy woo i would argue it's the grandma Uh, the grandma's (laughs) the only character i really liked in this yeah i liked it she's great She's wonderful. But I feel like she could have done a lot more to, you know, nudge her granddaughter towards, you know, fulfilling the prophecy of being the Chinese warrior that she's supposed to be, which seems to be an actual thing that needs to happen to save the world, despite the serious lack of threat that we get throughout the whole movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, almost not. Like, as long as only she's wearing... So we should say Shen tries to get her to wear a necklace for... I don't know, 45 minutes of this movie. Oh my God. Like she just refuses because it's like not stylish, we're supposed to assume. But she keeps taking it off. Yeah, she keeps taking it off. And like he sneaks in the room at night and gives it to her. And her grandma tries to put it on. But uh, yeah, as long as only she is wearing that necklace, everyone is safe because she's the warrior. I think like, she, so she seems to be the only person that this evil presence, Yao Lo, is that what it is? Yang. Yang Lo. Lo. Or Yang, Yang, Lo. Yan, 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 Lo. Yan Lo. It seems like she's the only person that this evil presence is concerned with because it only goes for her and we don't see any evidence of the the plagues that Shin mentions, you know, fatigue, flood, or uh, famine, wow. flood, etc. that's a good point. Yeah, we yeah. never see them. There, there are almost no stakes in this, really. Yeah, except, except for... for the idea that they say it's evil. This movie got a PG rating. It's one of the only... 
if I, originally it was one of the only DCOMs to get that. Tiger Cruise got that because it's about 9-11. Uh, and then this got that because I guess there's fighting and almost death. I don't know. 9-11, yeah. tipsy, tipsy panel. <laughs> <laughs> the kung fu in this movie was good. I the did choreography, ap- yes. yeah. I appreciated all of that. It was, it was very... Crouching Tiger inspired, mm-hmm. where yeah. they were just like bouncing on like very precarious things and like jumping high in the air. Mm-hmm. They did a good job with that. It was fun. It was it was punchy. Um, the only <laughs> the one thing I did notice, which probably shouldn't have happened, they did a slow mo on the brother and the monk jumping over like the balcony from the second floor onto the ground. It's a slow-mo, but you also see the stunt double's faces. Oh. Uh. So, like, you see Shin turn into a 50-year-old man suddenly, and then they cut shots, and he's young again. Sick. It's very funny. I love when he plucks the goldfish out of the tank and, like, wiggles it yeah. and throws it at him. Good he's like, humor. oh, let me get these goldfish while you're trying to whoop my ass. Yeah, and, they're, like, like it back big in. Swedish fish. They look so fake. Yeah, <laughs> but just to show that he's a good guy and he'll save all lives. But he has no problem beating the shit out of humans. Oh yeah. Like throughout this whole movie. That's all that's really all he learns in life. All he knew in life until <laughs> Wendy taught him about cappuccinos. And fashion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He gets yeah. feathered bangs. It's one of my favorite Ooh, developments that in any fashion movie. scene is oh, baby. a study in history. It is <laughs> beautiful. It really is. That's one of the best things about watching these decoms. Just seeing what was targeted, what clothing was advertised for teens in the mid two thousands. And let me tell you, folks, it's all bad. Yeah, it's ridiculous because yeah. it, the clothes are really bad. They're not even like nineties throwbacks. They're just some bastardization of that style. So they all look like shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, did anyone ever dress like this? Was this like a cool look? Like, maybe I was just very unplugged and wore a lot of like skateboarding tees and cargo pants. <laughs> but like, I don't know. I think I was kind of out of the loop. You're not alone there, but I. It is really bad. Like coming. This is coming from a straight white man with very bad perception of you know fashion in general. But she wears a pink and orange homecoming dress. It's it's objectively really bad. Yeah, it's not a great look for her. It's all plucked from like or inspired by like JLo's red carpet looks in the in the <laughs> early aughts. Like that's it. It's all just like leather hats and like cropped leather jackets with exposed midriffs. It's honestly offensive. Mm-hmm. So one of my favorite things you guys talk about are the dads. Like, where does this dad fall on the spectrum of Ooh, good versus bad dads? Great question. That starts our decom dad hour. We're going to talk about decom dads. Choose your decom dad to tuck you in at night. Boo, boo, doo, boo. Decom dad hour, everybody. So this dad, whose name I could only refer to as dad because I didn't catch it, uh, was played by Michael David Chang. We, we could say Mr. Wu. Mr. Wu, sure. Yeah. Mr. Wu. I thought it was something really white. I thought it was like Peter. No, that's the son's name. The oh. son's name is Peter. I can't tell you the dad's name. Was I it think. Kenny? Maybe. Kenny, maybe. You'll, you'll never brain blast me. I won't get it. But Mr. Wu, where does he fall on the dad scale? It's a great question, Anthony, and we're happy to answer it for you. Uh, so our top dad, if any of you are, were unsure, are, it's actually Ty. It's the two dads <laughs> from Cadet uh, Kelly. Cadet Kelly. Because they're great. Gary Cole is one of them. He's got a wonderful mustache. And the other one is just some photographer guy. He's cool. Um, Our worst dads. There's a lot of worst dads. I don't know if I can name just one, but Johnny Tsunami's dad was probably the worst real dad. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, But this one, you know, I'd say he falls on the more positive end. Falls more on the Cadet Kelly end. He never does anything offensive. He runs away from Chinese culture, but then he comes around like two scenes later. Yeah. 
and he supports uh, Wendy and everything that she does. Yeah, I I, I give him a solid like B minus. Yeah, oh. he's got the trademark moodiness of a Disney dad in these movies, but not as con and not as consistent as other dads. Mm-hmm. Like it's not chronic in him. He just has like little pouty moments. Yeah, he's not there to be the the like the voice of support or morale. He's just <laughs> kind of there. I give him like yeah. a negative one. Out of what? I don't know. Like, <laughs> on a scale from negative ten to positive ten. Okay, sure. Negative one. That's yeah. fair. He uh, he's pretty incompetent in general. Like I remember he's baking. And says I'm an ad executive, not a baker. <laughs> and it's like those aren't mutually exclusive. And then later on, he's like writing copy for her like slogan, and he says. Vote for Wendy who? Wendy Wu. <laughs> I'm like, how did you get here in life? How yeah, did you fail upwards so well? <laughs> mm, yep, that's good portrait of America. It says a lot about society. We live a society. Bottom text. But the most unrealistic thing about this movie, in my opinion, is not the, you know, the jumping 20 feet in the air. It's not the crazy flips that they do. It's not the demon that just takes over people by looking them in the eyes. It's that she made 500 cupcakes in one night yeah. in a home kitchen. Without, I wrote that too. Without, and this is a real missed opportunity for this movie, there was no gross goopy scene. Oh, That would have yeah. been a perfect gross goopy scene. Instead, she gets like a little chocolate on her cheek. Yeah, no. Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off style. Really oh, throw that pur- shit around. The purple sauce. Mm, incredible it edible. It still haunts me. <laughs> what was yeah, the name oh. of that sauce? It had a name. He it was named the Incredible it. Edible Sauce. Right, the Incredible Oof. Edible Sauce. You I, really are a number one I've fan been digging deep, guys. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm glad that you did your research. Thanks for coming on the show. God bless. Wait, so I love when uh, the box that has the evil spirit and it gets dropped off at the museum at night and... Um, yes. A flower just kind of like floops over. <laughs> and then the security guard comes in and tries to spray the spirit with like uh, pepper spray to like get it back in the box. Yes. And he announces, I have pepper spray. <laughs> mm-hmm. Bad American accent, too. This guy's very New Zealandish. Oh, Didn't even definitely. Catch that. Oh, he... yeah. All, any bit actor in this movie is from New Zealand. I assumed French Canadian. Not just a bad because guess. of Disney. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then the security guard goes around grunting, and then Peter shows up, and then they transfer. And demons. he inhabits Peter. They're, they're, so this thing jumps around a lot. So so here's the progression that the evil spirit makes. It starts in the security guard, because that's the first person it sees. Then it jumps to Wendy's brother, which makes sense, because he's very close to her. Like, he could get to her very easily, and he almost does, and then Shen fights him off. Then the evil spirit moves into the dog, Cupcake, and then runs away like to, to save himself, I guess. Now, Cupcake's still pretty close in proximity to Wendy. Then he jumps into the principal of the school. Okay, sure, still relatively close. Then uh, a random teacher who she only interacts with once. And then the person she hates the most. No, her so, like, friend first. Oh, right, yes. it goes in her friend, her friend. In her friend. And then it transfers via a picture. Oh, right, yeah. The girl she hates takes a picture at the pool party and it shows up on the back of the digital camera <laughs> and possesses her that way. So that, you know, that's also very strange. But I always thought that the thing was going to try to move closer to her, and it never does. It just, like, you know, bounces all over the place. It just stays nearby. It's sort of like it follows. It just needs to... Yeah. It has to be close, but as long as she has the talisman, it's like, nah, not the touching The talisman. So... I, I say talisman only because... So much of this reminded me of Jackie Chan Adventures. Oh, man. What a great show. The, the little figurines were like mm-hmm. the, the amulets. Why, I wish James? We were... Why did it remind you of Jackie Chan Adventures, James? They Ooh. both share an, uh, a homage to uh, Chinese and Chinese-American culture. Good answer, James. And, <laughs> and lots of fighting. Yes. 
the answer uh, I was looking for. Jim. They even referenced Jackie Chan in this movie. I guess uh, Shen quotes Jackie Chan at some point. I don't remember what he said, but it was fine. Um, but anyway, a large portion of this movie is the the training. Um, so Wendy only agrees to train with him if he helps her study for her Chinese history test. Here's how he does it. He tells her, you've always known the information. Just meditate, and you'll get it. And you know what? She does. There's not even like a deep reference to it. There's not a cool scene where it all just comes back to her, which would have at least been entertaining. It's just she sits on a desk and says, Om, and then she cuts to the next scene, and she says, I got an A. Thanks. She, she sits through a lot of things in her life, just saying, Om. She's sitting on the desk itself, as the test is being, as the grade is being handed back. So she's finished already. Oh, was it? I thought she was being handed the test. I Maybe, I, I don't know. Sitting on the dinner it's table, fair. sitting at school, sitting on a car, sitting mm-hmm. somewhere else. A lot of seats. Good directing. But she wasn't taken seriously at first, too, because like she's training and she's like eating chips and like texting. And then she also yeah. says my favorite <laughs> line of the movie. Oh, you know what, Yoda? This is getting a little too Star Warsy for me. <laughs> That's which a has great line. Nothing to do with Star Wars. That's true. I guess oh. while while you're bringing that up, I'm gonna I'm gonna mention my favorite line. It's very cliche, you know, teen drama. It's when uh, she finds out that she's gonna have to battle evil the day of homecoming, <laughs> which is also just really funny. Like, why wouldn't that happen? But um, she's like, "Why didn't you tell me?" And she's like, "You lied to me." And he goes, "Monks don't lie." And she goes, "No, they just don't tell the truth." <laughs> <laughs> she's. she is upset like inconsolably upset because saving the world conflicts with homecoming yeah yeah and so then you know obviously spoiler alert she does save the world like uh, she's going to oh i haven't seen this movie why did you spoil it oh i'm sorry just you could edit that out you'll never hear it again um but so she, you know, it, she doesn't want to go fight evil at, at first. She's just like, nah. She she says, um, "Evil can wait," which is a gr- also a great line. Evil can wait because evil can't wait. We all know this. It's like such a centrist position. It's just like <laughs> we'll do it later, in yeah. twenty twenty. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my goodness. James, I- this bag of Ross scallops you brought is really good. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, those aren't Ross scallops. James, tell them what they are. Oh, they're, they're le- lychees. They're lychees. <laughs> they're, yeah. uh, they were frozen, too. Are they still frozen? Yeah. Are they refreshed? They're, yeah. Ooh, you should enjoy really a frozen lychee, listeners, when you're, in, when you're sipping on this drink that James made. Unless uh, it's not seasonally appropriate. Yeah, in which case, eat a raw scallop. Mm-hmm. But it's summer right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's very hot I, in here. I think my favorite line was when Shen gets his makeover, they go... They, <laughs> He walks into the pool party and they go, he went from monk to hunk. Oh, <laughs> monk to hunk. My new scale. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I rate myself every morning. I look in the mirror and I'm either monk or I'm hunk. <laughs> I'm going to try that tomorrow morning. <laughs> yeah, everyone everyone, email us whether you're monk or hunk. <laughs> should tweet at us. You should yeah, do Twitter Hashtag instead. monk or hunk. At tipsy panel. Please tweet at us. Use, use the hashtag monk or hunk. <laughs> <laughs> please, please do it. Just, just please do oh it. Oh my goodness! 
So, Wendy does her training eventually, and here's Wendy's training. It happens in only two scenes, and it's very, very quick. <laughs> so they, ha- they have to squeeze lots of training into, you know, a couple hours. So she instantly goes from being bad to being good. But here's her, uh, here's her like, cornerstones. This is how she's told to, to fight. She's to fight with the aggression of the tiger, the flexibility of the snake, the speed of a leopard, and the balance of a crane. And it got me to thinking. And I propose this to all of you. If you had to have your four animals that you model your fighting after, what would it be? Ooh. I'll start. If I had to model, you know, my fighting after any animals, it would definitely be a platypus, because it'd be weird as hell to watch, uh, a cornered rat for the unpredictability, uh, a raccoon, because I eat trash and I have thumbs, and a dodo bird, because I'd already be fucking dead by the time the fight started. (laughs) Those are my four animals, and I stick to them. I'd be a giraffe because I'm six twelve, <laughs> and and I have a really long neck. Giraffes I'm, are good fighters, though. They will fuck you up. I'm yellow. <laughs> uh, I think my next animal would be one that's extinct already. Mm-hmm. Probably be the dodo bird. We have that in common. Because death, it's inevitable. And then yeah. maybe uh, what else? I'd be two house cats that don't get along. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Formidable opponents all around, I think. I have to say, I wrote this down shockingly quick. So I guess this really is who I would be. I'd be an armadillo. I would immediately clam up. Your hard exoskeleton. My hard exoskeleton. Uh, Also a giraffe, not because I'm tall, but because I uh, would probably make some sort of desperate effort to whip my head. (laughs) Like those videos of giraffes fighting. Um uh, an ostrich, because I would have a very ugly face and probably run away with my arms akimbo. <laughs> <laughs> and then also an oyster, because I keep a small supply of pearls <laughs> on me at all times to distract anyone that's sort of attacking. That's good. You have a good strategy. Yeah, I think it will yeah, work I'm, for I'm you. I'm covering all bases besides aggression. <laughs> <laughs> the head whip will work, though. Yeah, oh, yeah. I have the last resort. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that leaves you, Tony. I think I'd be an elephant, so I just never forget. I can hold a grudge forever and just really spite everyone. I like okay. that. Um, I want to be a lobster because like, you have to kill a lobster for it to die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they live forever. Mm-hmm. They live forever. That's great. Sweet. Um, I think I would probably be maybe a... Hmm. How about an orangutan? I like those, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Um, I think they're great. They're very you know caring creatures. Big arms, throw poop. Yeah, red hair. <laughs> all <Yeah>. good stuff. <laughs> um. I th- what, what, what am I fourth be? What do you guys think it should be? Probably a house cat. Yeah, I mean, most likely. Just so I can, like, sleep afterward and kind of <laughs> be aloof. Have claws. I like that. Mischievous. That's great. If you know what your four animals would be, please tweet at us at Tipsy Panel. Guys, okay. just tweet at us, please. Hashtag yep. four animals. Mm-hmm. Hashtag mooncakes. <laughs> should we talk about that final fight? Is there anything else in between that we need to talk about? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay, oh, hit me. Hit me, Tony. Yes. Hit okay, me. the boyfriend. Oh, she calls Austin. him the perfect boyfriend, and he is anything but. Well, to be fair, she does. Well, she says like, "Oh, he's not that perfect," and then she covers. She saves face. It's like, okay, just kidding. Yes, he is. But yeah, he's the worst. Do you want to know what his real name is? Please, you're gonna love this. Ooh. His real name is Andy Fisher Price. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like no. the baby things. Oh, Fisher boy. Price. Can you describe him? I I just want to preface that he has a bleached mullet. Yes, he has corn-colored bad hair, um, pasty white skin, and he is trying to be a model. 
Uh, his name is what? Uh, Austin? Boyfriend? Austin, right? Austin. Um, he the, Basically, the, the, the role of him is to love himself more than he loves Wendy. And in yeah. that, he does a good job because he's hateable and just the worst. But uh, <laughs> god damn it. He's very much like an anemic Cobra Kai from Karate Kid. <laughs> like he's just pale and just ineffective. I like that. But arrogant. Yep. And she dumps him at a party because she's watching her alleged cousin get down and she's jealous. They really blur the lines in this movie between cousin and love interest mm, because yeah. everyone else thinks it's a cousin, but she's, you know, kind of making advances. She's super into him. And I'm it's not here for it. No, no, not at all. Also, there isn't basketball, but there is soccer. That's I think true. that for a movie with such good uh, choreography for like fighting, they go so slowly and the yeah. defensemen are just flopping. They're, yeah, it's bad. <laughs> Brenda's song never once passes. I think I saw no. one pass in the whole thing, but she just like does these tiny little kicks forward. <laughs> yeah, her ball control needs work, girl. Yeah, it's really bad. <laughs> I don't even play soccer and I know it's bad. Yeah, and every defender just runs past her. Yeah, they're like, oh, there she goes. Like, oh, she's going maybe one mile an hour towards the opposing goal, and they're going ten miles an hour completely past her. Mm-hmm. But there is one basketball reference, and it's the only Chinese basketball reference there is at this time. Oh, Yao yeah. Ming, <laughs> when Shen, you don't hear the question, but you just hear Shen go, Yao Ming, who's that? <laughs> that's a good. That's a good throwaway line. I like that. Also, my favorite thing Shen does in the whole movie, he just flexes really hard and makes a tattoo appear on his arm. Oh! It's so cool. It's yeah. so underrated. Baller move. That was his dragon tattoo, right? Also, I, that tattoo looked like a snake pit. Like, it was just <laughs> it was just all keloids. It was bad. Oh. Everybody shout out to Snake Pit, the best account on Instagram. Yeah. If you love seeing awful tattoos or very <laughs> artful but distasteful tattoos... Follow Snake Pit. We highly recommend it. They're not sponsoring us. We just all really like the content. Shen reminded me of like the physicality of like Buster Keaton, with, <laughs> but he sounded like Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> He'd be like, "Chocolate? Wow, I've never had it before." I <laughs> like, didn't make that connection. He was Tommy Wiseau. It. Like his acting style was like, "You have to train. It is not good for you to not train." <laughs> okay, see you later. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> what a story, Wendy. Yeah. <laughs> I love that he becomes like bodacious too. Like he's eating like Cheetos and like, what do I do with the dust on my fingers? Oh my and the girl's like, you just suck oh. them off. And he's like, cool. Good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Um, but yeah, they, they train and. Uh, let's talk, let's so talk about the, the fight scene. The tri- but I do want to say one thing mm-hmm. about the training. So the training is he has those little figures, and they're the monks that are going to train her. There's one for each animal. (laughs) And he throws it on the ground, and it uh, sort of produces this uh, old Asian man in robes, (laughs) a monk, that she is then supposed to fight. And she goes, we're in a public place, which they were. like People were around them in the park. She's like, I'm not going to fight an old man in a park. So he goes, hmm, okay. And he traps the statues in her teacher's bodies and then brings a teacher to come fight her and she's like, much better. (laughs) She's still fighting an adult in a park with a ponytailed monk just watching. An adult that she knows nonetheless. If anyone were to see that and go, hey, is that your teacher? (laughs) And then they go, no, I'm an ancient monk and I'm fighting my (laughs) student, Wendy. It's, it's, yeah, they should have been all arrested. Yeah, holy shit. 
Oh, ow. Ow. There's fireworks outside, everybody. Happy, happy fireworks day. It's not actually fireworks day. Well, at least it's not the cops like it was last episode. The, oh, yeah, the that's The pigs true. made an appearance on the past episode of DCTV. Shout out to the Thin Blue Line. <laughs> Shout out to the boys. But yeah, and then we her training happens. You. And her training not. happens, and she just learns everything very quickly. Um, and then she says, you know what? I don't care. I'm not going to do the fight because I want to go to homecoming because she won. Uh, I guess that's a thing that they tell you beforehand. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that happened in our school. I think like it was announced. I don't know. I've, it's, it goes against at least every other movie with homecoming as a plot device where they announce it at like Carrie, she gets announced and then they pour blood on her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't go to high school with the other people in this room, but I did attend the homecoming parade and I stole the homecoming crown and was homecoming king very briefly. And the RVC Herald tried to interview me. And that's when I caved and said, sorry, I'm not your homecoming king. And And that's one of my biggest regrets. They were looking for the crown. Like it was was a successful heist. I should have just told them, yep, it's me. I'm Tommy. That's me, homecoming king. I didn't go to high school, so I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you lived in a van by the river. Still do. Ryan's enumerate. He doesn't know how to count. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I know wins and losses, and I got as many wins as Pud Galvin. We're not talking about baseball. Fuck. Unassisted triple plays. 15 of them in history. Let's talk about Wendy fighting all of these terracotta warriors. So the Terracotta Warriors come to life. Uh, They are imbued with the power of darkness. And uh, there's eight of them. And the uh, Shen goes to fight them alone. Um, And then all the monks go tell Wendy, like, you got to go. Come on, fight evil. Let's let's go. The world's going to end. And she's like, oh, I've got homecoming to go to. And they're like, but Shen's there alone. And then she decides to go save evil or fight evil. It takes her grandma's passive aggressiveness. Mm -hmm. She doesn't want to... You know, like, save the world. She just wants to, you know, save Shen. So this really is kind of selfless, because she's looking for a boy toy. Aren't we all? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> True that. I didn't get the rules of the the Terracotta Warriors, where they can take hits and be fine, mm, but when too. they're actually destroyed, spoilers, they're made of terracotta, and they just shatter into a million CGI pieces. So, uh, But the things that make them shatter are just like regular punches. Like there's no big blow on any of them. No, not at all. Also, it's not like aim for the head or anything. It's just, nope, they fall to the ground and then a second later they shatter. Also, what did that warehouse export? Because they landed on some of the boxes and they just were full of sparks. All of them. They were doing some sort of sparks event. Fireworks. Yeah. Fireworks, yeah. Happy fireworks day. Because fire gunpowder was invented in China. Yep. Thanks for probably. Much. Oh yeah, there you go. Fun little history lesson. You would have done better on the midterm than Wendy Wu. It is very legal to ship crates of gunpowder <laughs> and just leave them unattended. Well, the mom is an international gunpowder and art thief. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. It was the art. It was the art warehouse. Yeah, yeah. So just yep. boxes full Same of scene. explosives. So mm-hmm. was it that artist that paints with gunpowder? Oh, sure. Looking into this way too deep. The ladder to heaven. The ladder to heaven artist. Yeah, that's really cool. <laughs> yep, that's that's definitely it. Good catch. I'm glad that you noticed that. The director didn't think many people would. Good, good thing we have him on the phone now. Here he is. Hi. Yes. Uh, I am the. I am uh, <laughs> John Liang. I am the director of Wendy Wu, Homecoming Warrior, and I am uh, very glad that you guys are talking about this movie. Thank, Thank you, you, Mr. Liang. We're really happy that you're here to to give us your input, and thanks for your your art that you gave the world. Oh, absolutely. I love the the ladder to heaven guy. He's he's sure my favorite. <sighs> 
Well, thanks for your time, Mr. Liang. Oh, sure. Here I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Bye. Thanks for coming to my apartment in Queens. Thanks, John. I'm so happy to have you. Anyway. He's the better guess, honestly. (laughs) So uh, is there anything else to talk about with how the movie ends? They just beat evil. And then they they don't just beat evil. So normally this evil presence was done every five years or 90 years, and then it would come back. But this time it's gone for good. Why is it gone for good? Sacrifice is what the monks say. It's gone because of a sacrifice. What the fuck was sacrificed? Shen was supposed to die. This is the only time that he didn't. So that's not the sacrifice. That's not the, good. The only thing that was sacrificed was Homecoming Queen. <laughs> that's right. This movie is pushing the agenda that is more important and more valuable to be Homecoming Queen than it is to be the one to save the world multiple times. We all know that's not true. I don't know. I'm an impressionable young child, and I think that's pretty true. Yeah, you're right. Thanks, Wendy. Well, I think it's also when. crazy, like, the final boss, which is, like, all the terracotta warriors put into one, all it takes is two, like, perfectly synchronized kicks in the chest to kill it. And it's, like, this yeah. giant behemoth that cannot be taken down with <laughs> any other hit. Yeah, she Kamehameha's it, and... Even that does nothing. That should have been the finishing move, to exactly. be honest. Yeah. That big beam of light that she shot out of her hands that she'd never done before. It's both destructive in that it, it takes the spirit out of her rival, and it's healing in that it brings Shen back from the brink of death. That's remarkable. That must have used all of her mana. Yeah. Yeah, she's, she, you know, she's got a real low... She's got to take some potions. She should drink an elixir. She's take a Rad-X next time. <laughs> I need mana. Right in the xiphoid process, right, James? Mm-hmm. Right in the xiphoid process. They did kick the the evil Shen Lo. What's his name? The yeah, evil Yan Lo. Yan. Olmec. Yan they, Lo. they kicked him right in the sternum. So Yep, it that'll do it. His xiphoid process pierced his lung. <laughs> Bye-bye. So let's, uh, let's do a little fun thing uh, that we like to call the DCOM F-bomb. Anthony, you've heard the show before. The DCOM F-bomb, for any of you who don't know, is when we figure out the best place in a DCOM for them to say fuck. And there's often a lot of good places. Everybody comes up with some great ones. Uh, So guys, who here had a DCOM F-bomb? Where would you like to hear someone say fuck? This is unconventional. This was probably more me wanting to say it. Uh, I feel like the grandma at some point should have addressed the school and just played the clip from Fight the Power (laughs) <laughs> he just said, "You're straight up. You're straight up racist, simple and plain. Motherfuck you and John Wayne. <laughs> Everyone in this this movie is racist. Oh yeah, dude, that's a good one. It would have fit well. I think I probably would have uh, put it where when Peter gets home, he goes, "I'm home. Cool. Ow." Like falls to the ground and goes, oh fuck. When he's like very injured after the fight, yeah, he gets, but the, he he gets his know it. ass kicked and he doesn't remember. And he's just like, oh fuck. <laughs> My decom f bomb. Um, so they're at the after the soccer game. Uh, Shen and Brenda just like walk aimlessly and they walk onto the track and stop so he could explain to her her destiny. I would have really liked if he was just like every ninety years your destiny. And then a sprinter just like tackles both of them because they're standing in the middle of the track. And then they just go, "Ah, oh, fuck!" <laughs> Ow! Damn it! Your destiny is to fight evil. I think my moment would be when they're in the uh, the powder blue Mustang and they're pulling away, mm-hmm. and one of their friends goes, "Who's that?" She goes, "How the fuck should I know?" <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Her friends reminded me of the Legally Blonde friends. They're just like the same generic, like a blonde and a brunette. 
that just you know support you in every way. Oh, we got to talk about the music in this movie too. The music. Yeah. Uh, I actually had a song queued up that I wanted to play for you guys. I don't even remember what it was at this point. I think it was the credits. Uh, but it features a classic Disney star. Anthony, you might not be as familiar with this person, but James, I think you will be. So I'm going to play the song. It's called Will It Go Round in Circles? And I want you to tell me uh, which Disney star this is. I'll play like 20 seconds of I it. I guessed so. it. Yeah, Ryan got you it. You guessed it? Yeah, he got it immediately. I oh, played it for him before the pressure. show. So let's let's see what you got. I'll just play a little bit and tell me what you think. Here we go. This is Kyle Massey, isn't it? You're very close. Oh. Is it it's not Robert Rashad? Uh oh. Is it another star? Kyle Massey. Uh same TV show. Uh, as, uh, I never watched the show. Smart. Uh, uh, this, my friend, it's Orlando Brown. Whoa! Oh, the ever it is Orlando Brown. The spent most of 2018 in or out of jail, Orlando Brown. Yes. The might have four kids, but also might not and doesn't know his ages, Orlando Brown. There, there's, there's. We should play a before and after clip. There's another clip that I've researched of him. It's a little bit different. Oh, do you mean the the Dr. Phil clip where he goes on Dr. Phil and just has no like cognizance of what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. Or the uh barefoot in the street with a box of wine. That's oh, my favorite one. That's, that's a, good a great one. one. Or there's another one he made uh where he's telling girls that he will put diamonds somewhere on them. Uh, mm. That took me like one question and I guessed it. I was like, is this a Disney boy? And Brandon was like, Yeah. And I was like, is this Orlando Brown? Which, which it was. Wow. And I don't know shit about this shit. Yeah. I mean, I, ho- I hope Orlando Brown gets better, but he's a piece of shit, so I'm not going to like wish him well or anything. Uh Oh, wait. Let me give Orlando Brown my phone number in case he wants to call in and comment. <laughs> yep. Orlando Brown, please reach out to us. We got to get you on the show sometime. <laughs> Uh, my but again, forget about that thing. <laughs> forget about that thing I said about you being a piece of shit. Just come on the show. My number four one three eight six three fifty four ten. Yep, that's him. Give up. him a call. All right, should we rate this movie? No. Is there anything else we want to talk about? We're gonna do it whether you want to or not, Ryan. That's not. I'm not asking if you want to. I'm asking should we? Want to go home? Well, you're already home. We're recording in your <laughs> apartment. Let's rate the movie, everybody. Anthony, you know how this goes, but for anybody who doesn't, our rating system is very simple. Uh, Thumbs up or thumbs down. Um, Pretty much thumbs up is you liked it for whatever reason. Thumbs down is you didn't like it for whatever reason. Um, Generally correlates to would you want to watch this again, either drunk or sober. However you want to rate it, it's fine. We don't really hold you to any standards. But Wendy Wu, Homecoming Warrior, thumbs up or thumbs down. Anthony, start us off. Uh, this movie was really miserable. I <laughs> I had a lot of fun watching it, though. I mean, like just watching Shen like try to assimilate and like how much he knows versus how much he doesn't, and just like that changing from scene to scene. I just love that. Mm-hmm. I love the bad soccer. I love the homecoming being like the end all be all sacrifice. So you know, it's actually a thumbs up for me. Woo! Ooh! Oh, baby! I I didn't see it going there. But I did. That's what happens the more that you talk about these. <laughs> they grow on you somehow. I, unfortunately, have to give it a thumbs down. Uh, in my opinion, alcohol didn't even save this movie. Um, 
I, I feel like they could have done a lot better job of doing a movie to represent Chinese culture. I feel like they could have done a lot better job of creating a main character who, you know, stands up for the right thing instead of just being gung-ho about homecoming, homecoming until almost the very end. Um, choreography was good. Music was bad. Acting was... Didn't even notice it. It was fine. Um, but it's a thumbs down from me. I don't know. This movie was almost campy enough that I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I definitely didn't put much time or attention into it, and I don't regret that either because it was a bad movie. I mean, these are all bad movies. <laughs> I don't think you've ever said that before, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I ever have either. Not on this episode. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I actually am going to have to give it a thumbs up for a change. I'm, wow. I wow. I haven't really enjoyed a movie in a long time, but it was fine to have on in the background. There were a few funny lines. The grandma's like, I can still smell his pipe, referring to his grandmother. <laughs> Talking I'm, about his penis, obviously. Yeah. Oh, his pipe. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to give it she some. pretty heavy. I'm going to take some points off for its uh, casual racism. I didn't like that. But sure. um, the kung fu scenes uh, really actually redeemed it for me. So thumbs up for me. I wow. can't believe of all the movies we've watched, this is the 22nd one that we've watched, and this is the one that you give a thumbs up. I've given movies a thumbs <laughs> yeah, up before. He's, he's, you, you, a few, yes. It hasn't a been a, it's few. been a while. Definitely Tiger Town was one. Yeah, the drink say helps the baseball too, James. Want some more? Yeah. yeah. I what, could use some more drinks, too. What is it too? called? Tippy Did top. you give it a oh, name? God, I just realized I didn't have the name. I didn't say the name. Yeah. Oh, please, hit so, us. I the name of the drink, it everybody. It's, it's uh, since the Baiju is called Mutai Prince, this is the Homecoming Prince. The Homecoming nice. Prince. I like it a lot. It's a great drink, and I encourage everybody at home to try it out. It's wonderful. You gotta shoot that shit straight into my veins, because that's where it's going anyway. I'll take a little bit, too, while you explain to us or give us your review of the episode. Let me top you off with Prosecco. Thank you. Let's get that right up on the mic. Of course, that's the most important part. Remember, everybody, if you check the Instagram at Disney Channel Tipsy Panel, you'll get to see this drink. You'll get the recipe for this drink. You get to make this drink. You get to make this drink. You get to get drunk off this drink. You get to get drunk off this drink. And you get to have a good time. And you get to have a good time. Off this drink. Is there, off, give, off give this her a little drink. stir on here. Give her a little stir on those. Do you need more? Anything? Oh, baby. Yeah, can you just a little oh, top yeah, off let's, the Prosecco? With, with the Prosecco? Mm-hmm. Give you a little mm-hmm. Prosecco. Yeah, throw some of that in there. Mm-hmm. Mix as you will. So, James, um, Wendy Wu. <laughs> So this was a roller coaster for me. I was enjoying it, and then I wasn't. I really liked the kung fu scenes. This movie's sort of a, a monk to hunk back to monk journey. <laughs> uh, so uh, it's it's just on the verge of like being too bad. Where truly, honestly, where it lost me in the final scene when the grandma shows up and goes, she and she doesn't help at all. She just goes wear these robes, and then she does a wardrobe change <laughs> in the middle of the fight. Oh my god! Thumbs I down. Th- yeah. Thumbs down. <laughs> That's a good reason to give it a thumbs down. I forgot to bring that up. But yeah, a wardrobe change in the middle of the fight. Holy shit. Yeah. So we're split on this one. Wow. Yeah, this is a good split. Um, I'm, I'm honestly very surprised that we got two thumbs up out of this. I th- Anthony, I, I mean, I'm glad that you, that you were able to enjoy it. Uh, you're not as jaded as we are after watching too many of these, which is great. That's why we need guests. It took me two days to watch it. Let's be plenty honest. Okay, that's, that's good to know. <laughs> that's a good way to do it, though. You dose it out like poison. And, um, <laughs> yeah, it's microdosing. Get, yeah, yeah, and then you get to really evaluate more of what you've seen. 
Mm-hmm. It's it's a bit of a traumatic experience watching these things. I, I took it all at once, and it made me ill. But that influenced my answer. That's fair. Um, I'm ill now. You, listener, can go watch this, too. We found it on Amazon. You could watch it, I'm sure, anywhere else if you want to. You can watch it in Spanish for free, because I've tried really hard to find it in free, and it was <laughs> only in Spanish. Well, there you go. If you speak Spanish or understand Spanish, you've got your work cut out for you. But we don't. So I paid for it, but that's okay. It was worth it, Tony, I think. Hablas Espanol. Si. Tony... Gracias for joining us on the show. Thank you so much for coming. We're very happy to finally have you on the show. Guys, it was a true honor. This is my favorite podcast, so thank you for having me on. We are blessed to have you. This is the time where our guest gets to do any plugs. Is there anything that you want to plug? Yeah. uh, You guys should listen to the new Freddie Gibbs and Mad Lib album. Mm. I'm going to plug Freddie Gibbs. We're going to see him soon. That's, live so that's we're really a great excited call. about that i'm very excited yes we're seeing him at ps1 it's going to be great and he'll be appearing in tears on this podcast because that's right. he loves us so much mm-hmm. love you freddie bandana hottest <laughs> album of 2019 Whoop. all right that's our show everybody thank you so much for listening this was a very special episode for us and we hope it's a special episode for you you can find us on social media at, on instagram at disney channel tipsy panel on twitter at tipsy panel and you can email us at disney channel tipsy panel at gmail.com uh we are so we would love to hear from all of you and we want to know what you guys think like, comment, subscribe, rate, do whatever you want. Just get, just let people know about us. Mostly just hashtag at us on Twitter because it's the most important and influential social media platform. Just hashtag Monk or Hunk. Monk to Hunk. Monk or Hunk. Just hashtag something. It's cool. That's our show, everybody. Thank you so much. Uh, tune in next time, and we'll have another movie for you. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Okay, bye. Her Goodbye. Books? Her boyfriend was definitely closeted, right? Probably. Yeah, he's expensive. to become a model? Uh, yeah, like, yeah. Come on. <laughs> come on. Oh, we all know what that means. That's what, uh, uh, what's his name? Greg Sestero. That's oh, true. He did. <laughs> Maybe movie. he is Greg Sestero. This movie is either The Room or it's about climate change. I haven't decided. Why not both? Doesn't The Room have, like, vague elements of climate change in it? Um, Maybe not. I thought it did.